I'm Liz Corey. And I'm Katie King. And this is True True Crime Crime New New England. England. What's up, everybody? Hello, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. We are so glad to have you here at Katie's birthday party. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is Thursday, August 18th, it means that yesterday, August 17th, was Katie's 20th third birthday yay so everyone (laughs) just as we did last year if you'll join me in a rendition of happy birthday and a one just kidding i cannot (laughs) sing but if you guys would go and send katie a happy birthday message on our instagram our twitter or our email that would be so kind of you yay you already do so much for us (laughs) but happy birthday thank you what do you what's how's it What's the plans? We're recording this, obviously, before your birthday. Yes, we pre-record, obviously. But what, do you have any plans? What am I doing? So, my birthday's on a Wednesday. Great, party day. And, you know, 23, I'm just, I'm trying to keep it low-key, relaxed, have a nice me day. Oh, good. Um, So I'm going to get breakfast at my favorite little coffee place down the street. Okay. I have a tattoo appointment. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Um, my birthday is also on National Thrift Day. That's perfect. And I, like 99% of everything I own is thrifted. I'm obsessed with thrifting. I have some pretty good luck. Like I go find really cool things. I don't know how. I think it just ha- It's my birthright, clearly. I, I guess so. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of thrift stores do sales and deals mm-hmm. and stuff. I already have coupons. Oh. So I'm going to get my tattoo Get my free coffee from Starbucks for my birthday. Nice! And then go thrifting. Awesome. And then come home and get some food for dinner and hang out. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's my plan. I love that. Just a perfect you day. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll turn up a little on the weekend. Who knows? But no. (laughs) What? I'll just hang out. You got booze in one hand. (laughs) A six foot long joint in the other. And a top, one of those little tiny top hats. Three of my favorite things. (laughs) You love top hats. And I smoke weed all the time. I have to tell you to stop. We're blazing right now. No, you can't hear it, but I've been blowing out puffs of (laughs) doobie smoke. That is so far from the truth. We are like the, no. Yeah, the opposite. (laughs) Nothing against it. I just. No, me and weed don't mix well. I already am mentally ill and. Any altering of my brain chemicals is just going to end poorly. See, my thing is like I, I know I'm, I know I'm crazy. I know it, but when I get involved with marijuana, sure, things don't go well. Sure, I had a terrible experience. I was hallucinating. No way. Vomiting. Oh my god, I was tripping balls. It was so. Oh, never again. Was it laced with something? That's what... See, I'm convinced it was. Hmm. I'm con- I was told otherwise. Mm-hmm. I am convinced it was. Anywho, did not engage, have not engaged in that for years. Mm. My thing is, like, when people ask me, oh, do you smoke weed? I'm like, no, you know, it just doesn't really go well. Mm. They're like, well, you got to find the right strain. <laughs> you sound like my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, awesome. 
in the process of me trying to find this right strain, which could take years, so it's going to take years off my life. Sure. I'm going to be the one jumping from a building <laughs> thinking that there's like, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. I know people do that on like LSD and right. acid. Right. No, it's just but not going to. If weed makes you hallucinate, then you very well could jump off a right. roof. Or I'll be curled up in the corner for hours till it wears out. Like, I'm, it's, yeah. not, it's not going to be a fun journey no. trying to find out what. So I'm good. No. I'm all set. You know what? Totally fair. Mm-hmm. I 100% support that and feel very similarly. <laughs> very similarly. It's just not. The smell alone deters me. I also don't like coughing. Like, not a big fan. <laughs> So, and it always sounds like when people are smoking weed, you know, whatever, I literally do not care. Right. But they'll, sometimes they'll cough like a deep, retching hat. <laughs> and I'm like, and you enjoy that. Like, that's something you do. Okay. Right. Like, you sound like you have tuberculosis, like goat in yes. the other room. <laughs> yes. And I just personally don't want to feel right. like I need to throw up after coughing so hard. Like dry mouth. Yes. Starving. Or the... The paranoia. Uh, yeah, I'm a good person. Which the very few times that I have smoked the uh, the ganja do, <laughs> I swear to you, I thought that my cat was going to fall out the window. Stop. I did. I was on the porch and she was on the window, like inside. And she, I could see her and I was like, hi, Maggie. And she like lifted herself up and I literally screamed. And I was like, oh my God. And I ran inside and Sean was like, that's that's just the paranoia. She's fine. She's not even really like on the windowsill. Right, Maggie's so gentle. She's yeah. probably just like she was like, "Hi, mom," and I was like, "Oh my god, drugs, drugs." <laughs> it's crazy, and I'm a, I'm a little bitch, so I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but I've only, it's not. I'm just not. So anyway, what were we talking about? Oh my god. Oh, you were gonna my turn birth- up. <laughs> oh, turn up on your birthday, birthday for the weekend, right? And then we started talking about marijuana. Yeah. Yay. Yay. It's legal and recreationally in Maine, so Okay. There's at least seven dispensaries on my road alone. I'm sure. New Which... Hampshire is still you know, our laws are not that it pertains to me, but right. you know. Yeah. It's medicinal only here? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just like the thought of I don't you know what I don't even know if most places when they do drug tests test for it anymore. Oh, I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of them are shying away from it. Yeah. But you know, I just I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, you got me some lovely presents, Liz. Thank you oh, so much. Of course. I'm bummed because two of them still haven't come, so Hey, supply and chain issues. It's okay. It's okay, the small businesses, you know. Hey, there you go. I'd rather it be from a small business than take a little long. That's fine. What can I say? I know you. You got me a little snake <laughs> shed. Oh, I'm so... I literally asked you. I'm like, is your snake shedding? <laughs> can I have it? That was a good one because it was free to me. See? There you go. And that... Those are the best... And it's personal. Yes. And it's the thought that counts. Yes. I'm going to put it on my shelf with all my other funny dead things. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited. And people are probably like, you have a snake. Yes. Yeah. I do. Temporarily. Um, I don't think we've talked about it. No, we, I was going to say, you got to tell the people. Yeah, I'm actually a foster for a sanctuary in Brunswick, Maine called Herp Haven Reptile Sanctuary. And so I foster 
reptiles for them. Um, right now I have a bearded dragon. Her name is Hannah. She is an adult. I don't know how old she is, but she's a total sweetie. She loves to be held and um, she's just very cute. And then, so she's with me indefinitely. She's a what they call a permanent foster. So she's there for however long she needs to be. And then I have a ball python, which I've been fostering at this point for almost two weeks. And um, I got to name her. I named her Marble. After last week's episode, um, Marble Arvidson, I just thought it was a cute name. And I was like, yeah, why not? Um, so she's a seven-year-old ball python. She's gorgeous and she's friendly and she's like five feet long and she happened to be shedding right after I got her and Katie said to me what happened to the shed and I was I thought she ate it I went home and there it was and so I let it dry packed it up saved it for Katie I'm so excited. <laughs> it, it fits perfectly so yeah we did a little bit of a longer intro um just because you know special day for me happy birth <laughs> i'm a leo so i'm like oh, my birthday i'm making my birthday everybody's problem <laughs> i don't think it's a problem thank you see you support me in my ways well i mean you know what i'll be honest with you having a birthday is it's supposed to be about you and it's okay you can have that one day to be like actually it's my birthday <laughs> so i do want cake yeah, and you know what? I'm going to spend, yeah, you know, pay attention to me. Why not? You get one day a year, right? See, you know, thank you. You understand. It's because I'm the same way. <laughs> My birthday comes and I'm like, um, everyone on your knees, kiss my toes. Guess what, bitch? Yeah, it's all about me today. <laughs> but to be fair, 23 is such a boring in-between number, you know? I know. But it's fine because next year you'll be 24. So exciting. So many things you can do when you're 24. Like. Wait two years till I'm off my parents' health insurance. That's a very positive. <laughs> Can't rent a car, but um, one more year till I can rent a car. <laughs> right, right. So the highlights are vast. Yes. Regardless, happy birthday. Thank you. And we appreciate you. One half of True Crime New England. Thank you. Major part, major contributor awesomest co-host there whoever was so glad to have you glad you were born yada yada yay birth is fun so anyway um the case we have for you guys today is short but interesting yeah for sure and if we want to get technical it's really a two-for-one kind of package deal yes for sure. Because these are, they're very much two separate cases, but mm. they are almost always mentioned together. Yeah. Because of the insane similarities between the two. Yeah. Um, law enforcement's pretty convinced that they are related. So, you know, we had to do a two for one lump deal. Mm. And yeah, we'll tell you guys a two for one. Oh, yeah. And without further ado, today we will be covering. The murders of Laura Kempton and Tammy Little. Okay, birthday girl, 
hit us with your sources. Sure. So the first kind of source I had was the whole reason we're doing this case. Um, my pal and lovely listener, her name's Tiffany, her and her partner, John, run this incredible vintage store. It's called Lost Coast mm-hmm. in Kittery, Maine. Um, please go check them out. Go on their Instagram to Lost Coast Emmy. It's so Instagram. cool. Um, I've gotten so much cool shit from them. Like, you could probably look around my apartment right now and there's going to be, like, 20 things I got from them. Amazing. Yeah. Um, But Tiffany especially is such a loyal listener. Mm -hmm. Messages us all the time. She was really rooting for us to cover this case. So, nicest people ever. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening, Tiffany. Thank you for this case. Here we are. Thank you. Also, of course, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. That's Um, fair. As well as doj.newhampshire.gov, Seacoast Online, cityofportsmouth.com, Bangor Daily News, Web Sleuths, and Reddit. Nice. You had a lot more sources than I did. Ooh. You know what's insane? I didn't have Wikipedia. (gasps) I know. To be fair, my Wikipedia source was for a possible theory. Gotcha. That we'll talk about later. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Respect. Respect. (laughs) If it's there, it's needed. My sources include Foster's Daily Democrat, Seacoast Online, and our friends at Web Sleuths. Okay. That's all I got. Sweet. In my defense, though, I tend to do my research at work on the work computers where there are firewalls. Oh. Sometimes articles will go up and it'll be like, access denied. <laughs> so I think that's probably what happened here. But, you know, I still, I got the gist. For sure. Of course. So, Katie, do you want to start us off? Sure. So, on Monday, September 28th in 1981, at about 9.30ish in the morning, 23-year-old Laura Kempton's body was found in her apartment at 20 Chapel Street in downtown Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Downtown Portsmouth is very quaint, very cute. Mm. this kind of thing doesn't happen. No. A police officer actually had gone to Laura's apartment to talk to her about unpaid parking tickets, and he was the one that found her body. Um, It looked like kind of a break-in had taken place, so he's showing up to present her a parking ticket, and he's like, uh... (laughs) What? Laura? (laughs) You all right in there? And then he, you know goes in to check on her because there's evidence of a break-in and right. her body is there. Right. Laura was a student at the Portsmouth Beauty School and she also worked at a store in the downtown Portsmouth area, which is actually still there. It's called Macro Polo. Oh, it's still there. It's still there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she worked at Karen's Ice Cream Parlor as well. So she was a hard-working little lady. Sounds like it. She seemed like a uh really nice and kind mm-hmm. and both of these women, their pictures are so cute gorgeous they're gorgeous women Mm -hmm. they really were and it's heartbreaking you know to know what happened to them not too long after laura was found dead about a year later Mm -hmm. on october 19th 1982 tammy elizabeth little who was 20 was found dead in her apartment which was also very close to downtown portsmouth Tammy was last seen in the early morning hours, two days earlier of October 17th, and um, at the time of her murder, she was actually attending Portsmouth Beauty School, which, 
if you guys rewind three seconds, you'll remember that Katie said that so was Laura. Mm -hmm. She was a student at the Portsmouth Beauty School, which is still there, but it's been bought by Paul Mitchell. Yes. Um, So one thing additionally that Laura and Tammy had in common was that they were both aspiring models. Yes. And um, they had been posting their headshots and things like that around town and likely in the same areas because it turns out they had a lot of the same local haunts where they went drinking partying whatever they tended because it's a small area they went to the same school they lived very close to each other it's not unlikely that they frequented similar places absolutely so tammy was also working on being a model Mm -hmm. just like laura and like i said beautiful women they really were so i could see that they would be models for sure tammy's autopsy revealed that she died from massive 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 head injuries due to blunt force trauma Mm. tammy's body was found when her mom came by to check on her because she hadn't heard from her for a couple days oh no and then walked in and found her like bludgeoned yeah and it's crazy because Laura also died of massive, massive, massive blunt force trauma to the head. Yeah. Um, they did not give us what they thought was the murder weapon, but right. they did say it looked like she was struck with a heavy object and the object and the force used with the object on her head were enough to cause contusions and lacerations to her brain. Oh, that's awful. So they both died the same way violently Mm -hmm. and like you said they've it's been 40 years they've never released the murder weapons yeah which leads me to believe that they were similar the similarities are uncanny yeah it's a little nuts the weird thing about laura's body though was that she was found under blankets in her living room unclear if the murderer just came in killed her while she was asleep like she was watching tv curled up whatever but she was found underneath blankets so that's interesting tammy Mm -hmm. was just found dead on the floor as far as we could tell Mm -hmm. but the similarities are too great to ignore and the theories and speculations for this case are plentiful yes for sure Um, To start off, both girls were last seen in the early morning hours before they were murdered. Mm -hmm. They were last seen going into their apartments, which were in the downtown Portsmouth area. And they lived alone. And they lived alone, and both their apartments were on the ground floor. Mm -hmm. Easy access. Mm -hmm. Beautiful woman walks into her apartment. Nobody else is there. Easy target. Of course, they both were students at the Portsmouth Beauty School, not at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's unclear whether the girls knew each other. I mean, I'm sure they knew of each other if they were both kind of trying to get into the modeling scene. They're probably talking to the same people. Um, Their headshots are probably going to the same places. I wonder if they knew of each other. Mm -hmm. But they weren't students at the beauty school at the same time. Yeah. Um, But they were both regulars at a kind of bar nightclub called the Ranger Club. Hmm. Um, It's no longer a thing. It's permanently closed. I don't know when it closed, but it was kind of a staple in the downtown Portsmouth area. It was like their nightclub or something. Yeah. Um, And Laura was actually 
coming home from the ranger club the night that she was murdered. Right. That's, you know, if they they frequented the same spots, mm-hmm. so that's just another connection, and they were in the same age range, and also they were both killed during, like, the autumn season. Yeah. Which is interesting, um, given the similarities in the crime. Is that just a coincidence? Maybe. But in the way that it all lines up, pretty weird. Pretty weird. And I will say, with both of these crimes occurring in the fall, um, the way that Portsmouth is, is there's the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will be at the base temporarily, or they'll be stationed elsewhere and brought back. Mm -hmm. Um, It is not uncommon for people to bounce around and come back to the naval shipyard on contract maybe around the same time each year oh um that's a good thought a lot of times this area in the fall gets a lot of tourists travelers um our foliage we're well known for that beautiful here portsmouth especially in the fall we're well known um right on the coast right on the coast at the water you know typical new england quaint little town yeah so we do get our fair share of people coming to the area to check it out that aren't from here. Yeah. Someone was kind of bouncing around and coming here in the fall and seeking out these opportunities. That's a really good thought. And you know, the great thing about web sleuths and Reddit is that there are so many theories. And you know what? I wrote down a whole bunch of them because I was reading them and I was like, hey, yeah. Wait, that could be. Okay, yeah. yeah holy like, shit. Like there's that so makes many. Sense. Yeah. One of my favorite theories is that the killer, assuming that the cases are connected, was affiliated with the Portsmouth Beauty School. This is my favorite one. And affiliated how? There's several ways that these web sleuthers mentioned that I was like, yeah. One person suggested, could it have been a male client Mm -hmm. of the Portsmouth Beauty School? I don't know how many of you know how beauty schools work. I know I don't very well, but we do have people we went to high school with who went to beauty school and they always are were posting like, hey, I'm cutting hair today from two to six. Come in, book an appointment. It's free because mm-hmm. they're a student. That's most likely something that people took advantage of. My mom used to take us to the Paul Mitchell Beauty School, actually, in Portsmouth. Perfect! To get get her hair cut, because it was either... Because it was really, really cheap. Very cheap. Um, And they would always do a great job. Like, they know what they're doing. But because it is a student, they can't charge full price yet. Yeah. Um, So it's not uncommon for the school itself to have regulars that go year after year after year after year. Right. They won't necessarily stick to the same student because they don't get to pick it's just kind of like openings yeah um so a lot of the time the students are working with either volunteers maybe their friends that they ask to come in right or they are scheduled to cut somebody's hair that has been a regular at the school right for years exactly like it's their turn yes they're coming on to the school year whatever this is greg he's been a client here for 12 years whatever exactly so i like that theory because it seems logical and likely one of my other favorite theories 
regarding the affiliation part is that perhaps it was like a handyman or like a carpenter who whenever there was something broken was the one that came and fixed it wow like a con like a contracted like whoever that yes. constantly took care of like the aches and breaks of this building typically that would be a man doing those jobs so it's mm-hmm. possible that maybe it was a handyman that knew these people enough like at my work, I know all the maintenance men because they come and hang out or they stop by, you know, whatever. So maybe this was the same idea. Yeah. And you know what? Authorities did say, you know, we cannot say for sure that these two are connected, but authorities are like, they're connected. Let's be fucking real. Yeah. Um, and authorities do believe that the perpetrator was a man mm-hmm. who may not have had a prior criminal record, but could have had or maybe started to show violent behaviors towards women. And, you know, it's interesting because the violent nature of Laura and Tammy's murders almost leads me to believe that maybe Laura wasn't his first because of how comfortable he seemed to be able to murder and leave a big scene. 100%. And I wonder too if this person could have maybe escalated further between killing Laura and Tammy. Mm. I know sometimes killers will at first cover up their victims after like Laura was covered up with yes. blankets because they don't want to look at them remorseful remorseful or but then as they escalate they don't give a fuck they just you know go in do their thing and they're clearly escalating yeah. in their violent behaviors that's yeah that's a good point so could be that another thing that was super common back in the day was a lot of women wanted to be models and you had to do it the old-fashioned way get a photographer to do it for you so and this happened there was murderers who used this ruse maybe because they were both aspiring models somebody posed as a photographer and said hey lady come to my studio and i'll take your picture or hey i can do home shoots or let's have a consultation and then we'll meet and do so maybe it was somebody who was posing as a photographer and use that as a way to kill them it's not unheard of no absolutely not my favorite theory i think also is from a web sleuth comment oh um someone had commented saying I used to be a student at the Portsmouth Beauty School before it was acquired by Paul Mitchell. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Laura. I didn't know Tammy. Um, I was a student years and years after this happened. Mm -hmm. But this person commenting on the Web Sleuth thread said, when I started at the school, one of the first things I was told is don't be too friendly to the clientele. We have regular clients that come in. Don't get too friendly. There have been instances in the past where Mm -hmm. clients have been known to follow girls home. Holy shit. And that really stood out to me because Laura and Tammy both lived walking distance from the school. Yes. So, of course, they are walking home. Right. It would not be difficult, actually. It'd be pretty easy. Right. Especially in the 80s where, you know, oh, we're not going to lock our doors. Right. Stranger danger, what's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Paul, I remember cutting your hair a couple months ago. How are you? Yeah. Do-to-do, walking home. (laughs) They both lived in a 10 to 15 minute walking distance from the school. Yeah. Which, I don't know if they picked their apartments on purpose because of that convenience. I don't know. How it worked out well for them in that regard. Right. Distance. For sure. They both were frequently walking home from the school. Right. 
and they're going the same route every day. It's not like they're switching it up to avoid being followed because they didn't do that in the 80s. It wasn't a thing. Especially in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. No, yeah. So that's another theory, too, is that it was not only a regular, but this regular was able to follow the girls home. And I like that theory, too. And I saw that comment, and they brought up a good point as well that, I mean, we've all gotten our hair cut at a salon. Yes. Typically, your hair is cut by a woman that just is a predominantly female driven field and i would say that nine times out of ten the hairstylist is talkative very kind flirty and like a friendly you know like a tee you know just doing their job being friendly they have to talk to people and you know you can make tips and that's a Mm -hmm. good way to get them you know be friendly so perhaps maybe um a male client was taking the flirtiness and the friendliness wrong and was rejected and then retaliated in the form of murder Mm -hmm. could be possible. Or maybe, you know, he's getting his hair cut by this girl for Mm -hmm. the full year or however many months the program is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're making what seems like harmless small talk. Right. But really, you know, sometimes you give information about yourself that just kind of slips out when you feel a little too comfortable. Like, oh, yeah, I I live in this town. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, I walk here. Yeah. I, I'm able to walk here. It's really nice. I'm going to walk home after I get done cutting your hair. I live right down the street. Yeah. I have my own apartment. It's nice not having a roommate. Right. Simple, simple things that you just don't think about. Right. I could 100% see that. Right. And so these people are gathering information about these girls, and then they follow them home and learn their routine. Right. And then they learn that they're regulars at a club, and they sometimes come home at four or five o'clock in the morning and they don't lock their door behind them and they live on the ground floor. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was one web sleuther and I liked this. Um, He said it was a man. I'm guessing he said that his wife attended the uh, Paul Mitchell school, whatever Portsmouth at some point. And she told her husband that there was a yearbook guy that would come in and take pictures. She called it like a yearbook guy quote-unquote that would take pictures for like the local newsletter or whatever for their pamphlets or brochures to advertise and they would come in and take pictures of the girls cutting the hair and all this he was speculating like what if it was the yearbook guy and he was comfortable and you know took pictures and maybe like used those pictures for himself kind Mm -hmm. of thing you know it definitely could be a possibility because it's that's the most striking i mean there's so many striking similarities but to me, that is the most striking similarity is that these girls both attended the Portsmouth Beauty School yeah. within a year of each other. Yeah. That's way too close to not be at least affiliated with each other. I, it's just crazy. It so is. Um, police haven't disclosed whether either of the girls or both or neither or you know anything. Um, they haven't disclosed whether anyone was sexually assaulted. We don't know the murder weapons. Those haven't been disclosed. Um, It's unclear whether or not there were signs of forced entry. Um, I'm leaning towards maybe there could have been because when the police officer was going to present Laura with the ticket, something told him, I need to go inside and check on her. Right. Almost like the movie scenes where you see them coming up and the door's like cracked and then they push and it's like, hello? Right, like you don't just barge into a girl's apartment at nine thirty in the morning no. and give her a speeding ticket. Parking tickets are parking not ticket are not that no. per, per you know they're no. not that pertinent. So something tipped him off 
and told him that he had to enter the apartment. Right. So I'm leaning towards maybe forced entry. Mm-hmm. Maybe if not with both, with Laura. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's crazy. It is. That is nuts. And that's a good point. Um, I think one of my favorite theories, because I don't know if it's like the most logical one, but I like it a lot. Somebody on Web Sleuths, again, the heroes of this episode, they commented and suggested that maybe the women were attacked. You know, they were beaten over the head with their face, their skull. Maybe they were attacked in those areas because um, it was maybe a man who had been repeatedly rejected by someone who was in the beauty industry um, and the focal point of beauty schools in the industry Mm -hmm. is the face and the hair. So perhaps it was someone who had a vendetta against an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife, somebody that they, their mother, you know, somebody that they resented and hated and wanted to kill and used Laura and Tammy as like a vessel to get that done because they were beauty school students. And Um, aspiring models. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that also kind of goes with the idea of similar to um, the Golden State Killer. Mm -hmm. He um, was, before he was the Golden State Killer, he was the East Area Rapist. um, And among a whole bunch of other names, but he raped over 50 women. And the same thing they said every single time was that he had a small penis. And I'm only saying that because it was clear he was using the rape as his way to cope with that, Mm -hmm. which is fucked up. But he was, you know, he would rape them and then cry and cry. And it took him a lot to get off. Like, just a whole bunch of stuff where it kind of ties in in the way as maybe he just hated someone so bad who was a part of modeling, beauty, whatever, that he used them Mm -hmm. to pretend that it was somebody he wanted to kill. For sure. I liked that theory because I thought that was very deep and psychological. Um, and, And it's possible you know i'm gonna go off that theory with another theory okay hit me with it (laughs) the theory is that these girls were the victims of a man named christopher wilder who was also called the beauty queen killer yikes he was australian but he committed several murders and rapes in a bunch of different states in the u.s he died in a struggle with the police in new hampshire in 1984 Ooh. His first reported crimes were in Australia in 1982 and in Florida in 1984, but he's also the prime suspect in several unsolved murders going as far back as 1979. Whoa. He had connections to New Hampshire, Florida. Um, It seemed like he would just kind of bounce around all over the place. Yeah. He did go after girls who were quote-unquote beauty queens, like Mm. gorgeous girls who wanted to model, Mm. act, dance, or just kind of put effort into their appearance. Yeah. Um, a couple girls that are believed were his targets were girls that were known to, you know, like, oh, give me, like, five more minutes before we go and I have to fix my makeup. Right. Or I can't be seen at the grocery store without makeup. Let me just right. fix my appearance really quick. So he did go after girls who, you know, were concerned about their appearance mm-hmm. or just gorgeous, gorgeous girls mm-hmm. who wanted to model and yeah. act and dance. Right. He is so sick in the head. I do think this theory is kind of a reach, but I really think it is very odd that he died in New Hampshire just two years after Tammy's murder. Like he was in the area. He was in the area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Interesting. And that was his whole MO, was going after girls who wanted to model. Right. I don't think that's a completely outlandish theory. Right. I don't think we can completely discount it. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe the killer would have been more local than that, but it's, I mean, it's possible. Sure. Yeah. Oh. See, and I have one last theory involving someone as well. Um, it all, it's a little outlandish as well, okay. but there are connections. So, in 1982, there was a man named Thomas Faragi who was sentenced to life without parole for the murder of a woman named Valerie Ann Blair in Ordeon State Park, which is near Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, his job description was cocaine dealer. Um, he claimed that one of his customers for dealing coke was Laura. That's what he claimed. Oh, how accurate is that? How truthful? Cannot be determined, mm-hmm. but thought it was worth mentioning. Um, Faragi claims that his drug dealing like partner, like his business partner, um, had some, quote, bad feelings for Laura, like a, a big crush. And um, one day he was dropping off an order for Laura or whatever, and he saw Laura kissing somebody and he got very jealous. That was Thomas's explanation. He said that his partner couldn't get over it and kept talking about it, mentioning it, saying he was frustrated and upset. And then not too long after that, she was dead. Oh. So it's timeline is interesting. For sure. Then he also, here's the thing. Faragi, he was in jail at the time of Tammy's murder. Oh. So technically speaking couldn't have been him for that one but he did have a scapegoat in mind he did name someone he used this guy that they never named that supposedly had bad feelings for laura he said his name said hey maybe he um you know killed laura and he also blamed this guy on the murder that he actually did commit the Valerie Ann Blair murder mm-hmm. and tried to get him convicted for that. And it didn't work because he was in jail for it. Um, police did investigate this man and he was cleared. Um, but isn't that weird? That's very odd. And one last thing, Faragi, I'm probably not saying that right, but it's okay. He's a piece of shit. Um, he also had a girlfriend at the time who attended that beauty school. <gasps> Oh, my. (laughs) So it's like, that kind of goes with the theory of maybe, like, he would go pick his girlfriend up from school and see these beautiful women and stock and whatever. Mm -hmm. Just, again, kind of outlandish. Just a theory. I can totally see him, too, going into the beauty school and having his girlfriend cut his hair to help her out because they always need clients and then kind of looking around like, Oh, who's that? Oh, well, you're something special, aren't Mm -hmm. you? I can see it. Damn. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Unfortunately, though, to this day, neither case has ever been solved. Mm -hmm. A suspect has never been named or released or there's been nothing, Mm -hmm. which is awful. These poor young women, bludgeoned, brutally murdered. And they don't have any answers 40 years later. 
Retired police detective Mike LeClaire said the murders of Laura Kempton and Tammy Little have too many similarities to ignore and that they were likely murdered by the same person. I think that's a good point. There are rewards of $20,000 in place for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of the killer or, I guess, killers Mm. of both women. That's great. Anyone with any information about the murders of Laura Kempton and or Tammy Little are asked to please call Seacoast Crime Stoppers. Their phone number is 603-431-1199. If you don't want to call and talk to somebody, (laughs) you could also text CRIMES, all caps, which is 274-637, and include CS in the message. All right. Yeah, and that's the murders of Laura Kempton and Tammy Little. Yeah. Thank you again, Tiffany, for sending this case our way. Yes. Or cases, plural, but yes. Very, very interesting. Yes. Thank you, Tiffany. That's nuts. And Portsmouth is right here. Yeah. We're like right next to We're very close to Portsmouth. I worked in Portsmouth for a little while. That's right. So it's freaky. Mm -hmm. You guys, I genuinely really want to hear your theories about this one. This is a very speculative theorized to up the wazoo. Yeah. There's so much you could say and think about this case. So I genuinely really want to hear your thinking. Um, you can send us a little message on our Instagram and Twitter, which is true crime, any all lowercase, or you can send us a little email, maybe with a little more detail if you want, um, at our email address, which would be true crime, any at gmail.com. You could also go to our website, truecrimene.com. We have a handy-dandy submission tool. You can be anonymous if you want to. Um, If you do want to put your name, though, of course, we'd love to hear from you either way. Mm -hmm. But in this submission tool, we'd love to hear you guys' theories, as well as maybe episodes or cases you'd like for us to cover in the future. Yeah. Um, If you do want to leave your name with us, we'll give you a shout-out like we did for this episode. If you give us one and we end up covering it questions comments concerns but yeah you know use our handy dandy submission tool if you so choose but we'd love to hear from you please we so would and we would also love if you could give us a rate and a review on both spotify which is just a star review and apple podcast which is star and you can write a written review yes we would really appreciate it indeed do it for katie it's her birthday Wow, what if you gave us five stars just for my birthday? Oh my god! That could be your birthday present. That is so (laughs) sweet of you, guys. Stop it. And uh, with that, we'll see you next week. Bye! Goodbye!